everyone, and welcome back to the Devil's Advocates podcast. I'm JP. I'm here with Andrew and Jake today. Um, it's been a bit since I've seen you, Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, over here, just finally able to actually do a little podcasting. Still doing not anymore a morning show, uh, just reacting to the games, uh, which is nice this week, especially given the complete lack of anything going on the past couple of days. So uh, just enjoying uh, not recording 24-7. Honestly, probably the morning shows, you probably prefer those less to what the reactions that you're doing now, right? Those got to be so much easier to do. Uh, yes. At least, no. in se- at least in season. Uh, so the reacting directly after the game is nice because it's just, I'm going off the dome. I'm not really even looking up any analytics on how the game went. Mostly just eye test and vibes. So I can kind of react just a lot more in the moment to stuff, which is nice. Uh, but obviously it means staying up a little bit later and waiting for the upload so i can then tweet it out and stuff so i'm just up a little later and i'm also trying to be up earlier in the mornings right now but the i would say i had a well not what is it uh i would basically blank i would procrastinate starting the recording in the mornings so now it's like there's no procrastination it's just jump into it and do it and then it's done i don't gotta worry about it uh which is nice so overall it's also a little bit more natural too yeah so far uh I've only done a couple, so we'll see how it kind of goes over the long-er term. Uh, but yeah, how about you, boys? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, yeah, I, I got not a lot going on right now, actually, at all. So I've just been watching the Devils nonstop. Yeah, I mean, same. I have a lot <laughs> going on, and also watching the Devils. In my world, my Cowboys. Uh, clinched the NFC East division yesterday. The number two seed. If there are yeah, any no, Eagles okay. fans, if there are any Eagles fans in here, uh, how about those touchdown interception stats? Those look pretty similar to last year, right? And you said Dak was pretty bad. Why are you a Cowboys fan? Mother. I, I I just never liked the Giants. Okay. I, I Jake said he said mother, but his mic didn't pick it up. But no, I've never been a Giants fan. I liked the Jets a little bit when I was younger, and I liked the Packers, who the Cowboys are unironically playing and have been the biggest playoff demon for the Cowboys since I've been a fan, so... I can't Hopefully. really judge you. I'm a Broncos fan for some I was going to say, yeah, you're, like, that's even that's even more random. Yeah, I, I when I was a kid, I was a Jets fan, and I, like, I thought Tim Tebow was, like, really funny. And then when Tim Tebow went to the Broncos, I was like, I'm going to be a Broncos fan. This is going to rock. And then we got Peyton Manning, and I was like, well, now I can't not be a Broncos fan. Yeah. So. I mean, um, if we're talking about sports I no longer care about, I grew up a Raiders fan. Hmm. Uh, but they moved, and I was like, I just don't care anymore. So I just don't care. The team plays in Jersey. If you don't actually rep jersey i'm not gonna root for you either so that's why devils are my only team yeah i i've kind of excommunicated any other sport to be honest used to be a nets fan uh i actually was (laughs) i was very ready to get into red bulls and Mm. then soccer yeah they like yeah so yeah it's just devils other you know until a team starts repping jersey again or something that's that's what i got Although I've always told myself if I left, if I ever moved out of the state, I would still be a Dutch fan, but I would pick up a more local sports team if they had any. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. What um, if you moved to Philadelphia? Oh. 
if I moved to Philly and it was going to be a long-term thing, I absolutely not the nah, it'd be rough. <laughs> I I guess I probably would. I probably pick up I I probably would, but a slight I, interest but like not a one, interest. It'd, be, it'd be rough. Yeah. It'd be really yeah. rough. But no, I can't. I'm not moving to Philly anyway, so it right. doesn't really matter. Um Devils. Devils hockey. Let's, uh, let's oh, is that, what, is that what the podcast is about? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Um, let's start with the uh, let's start with the Chicago game. Um, what were your can thoughts? we start with what people more care about and just talk about the injuries and roster status first, and then we'll jump into game reactions because we can have a lot of that discussion. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of going to segue that into Bedard's face, but I mean, keep your head up. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was a clean hit. Stop Those, bitching about it. <laughs> the comments were absolutely brutal. And it's like, oh, like another. I mean, one thing I did see, which I kind of agree with, which is more unfortunate, when McDavid's rookie season, he broke his collarbone from a pretty brutal hit. Obviously, not the collarbone for Bedard, but I don't know how long he's going to be out. I feel like with a broken jaw, you can kind of rehab it a little bit and then, like, wear some sort of shield. Because I know Siegenthaler did that. And Nico did that recently, too. So I don't know if he's going to miss too much time, but. It's a bit unfortunate because I've looked up some, I saw some stats with and without Bedard, and it's, I mean, you saw what they looked like without him. It's pretty brutal. They won their game without him <laughs> against a decent team. They, decent. That, I mean, that lineup they put out against the Flames, just, I think it was yesterday, <laughs> the, the lineup they put out with them, everyone's like, this is like the worst rush I've ever seen. And then they just beat the Flames in regulation. <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Obviously, it was a completely clean hit. But if you're going to have anything break, uh, your jaw is like one of the most inconsequential things as a hockey player for the most part. I mean, Dougie did play through it. He's, he'll have the cage at some point. He'll come back, That's and he's still going to be absolutely phenomenal as a player. I mean, my God, what what a talent. But, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's whatever, right? It's a jaw. It really is. It's not going to affect his trajectory at all. Right. Uh, and then more if, importantly... If anything... If anything, Chicago should be happy. They're probably going to lose more games than they otherwise would have. Yeah, exactly. Like, Look at Celebrini. Hard to complain about that. Uh, more importantly, how about the Devils injuries? Yeah. That's rough. Um, that this sucks. This really sucks. This isn't even, like, injury regret. It is, but it's so far past the point of regression. It's just, like, the complete polar opposite of what happened last year. I think they... Had, they went into the season with Hollow being hurt and then it's just been like a like the leaning tower of Pisa except it leaned all the way over and just collapsed and everyone's getting hurt it's yeah. the complete opposite yeah there was it was to be expected this year but it's just it's past the point of the I mean, return expected to a point right like yes we should have had more injuries last year I get like should have um but I don't, I don't know if this is like injury regression. This just seems like real no, shit past, luck. It's past the yeah. It's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like past the point of regression. Yeah. It's just like you're screwed. Yeah. For lack of a. It's nice crazy word. to me that we've lost. We had Nico and Jack out both for stretch. Timo, uh, overlapping with either or. We have Dougie out for essentially the rest of the season. It's been out for a good stretch now. Uh, Palat. Uh, Hala for bunches, and then like bottom six guys, even like with no sec multiple stuff, Tierney some stuff. Um, I think that's all of it, right? I don't. Uh, Siegenthaler now with the broken foot, who knows how long there, long term for sure. 
is he back for the season at all? That's it. it who depends, knows? It depends on the injury. If you think it's, if it's like somewhat of a clean break or like a minor fracture, it's like four to six weeks. But I did see someone posted something today. It could be like three ish months, which possibly want to touch about this when I, I know we're likely going to talk trade targets uh, in another segment. But does the Siegenthaler timeline also factor in? Because we know Dougie back for playoffs. The Siegenthaler being back for playoffs versus not affect to what they do. But we'll talk about that in a moment. But as far as injuries, right? That that kind of covers it. I don't think we had you know no Toffoli, no Mercer, Brat, um, Mikey's been in. Uh, Lazar's been out with injury. Yeah. I miss him. Uh, Bastion has been. He's just bad. Just bad, but I, I think, think he even missed, missed a, a game, game or two. It was like yeah, one shoulder. or two. Yeah. Shoulder. And then uh, Holtz has been in the whole season. And uh, Brendan Smith, other than healthy scratches. Miller's been injured and then healthy scratch. Yep. Uh, Marino's been every game. Luke's been every game. Nemich called up, hasn't been injured since. And then both goalies sending Schmidt down and then bringing up Dawes. But yeah, it's been. And then all of that, right? All of that insanity. And it's still, it's still not even that bad of a season, at all. No, it's people. People are way overreacting in the Devils community to what the season's actually looking like. Um, we're we're like in a playoff spot. Yeah, five and, points, and we have a couple games at hands, right? Yeah, I mean the game against Tampa is kind is, it's big because they're below you and they have more games in hand so if you win a regulation it's pretty good we're in the playoffs like we're we are in the playoffs yeah not even just points percentage which has been you know technically true first uh stretches right now we are just we're just in right now right and like not for anything but we've we haven't even played 40 games we we haven't hit the 40 game mark We're, we're at 39 right uh 38 38 okay even better they're what 44 games left like come on hold your horses guys also it kind of goes back to what i just hold on real quick just it kind of goes back to what i mentioned last time it's expectations have changed so it seems like the sky is falling when in reality i mean you just listed you could rewind and re-listen to what jake said it's like we have a laundry list of players who have been in and out of the lineup or out of the lineup who have been underperforming to agree whatever literally the worst goaltending in the league and you are still in the playoffs. Hard to it, com- hard to it, complain. It's and with poor at times, poor lineup construction. With obviously, we'll go over. We've been over this, and we will go over all that. You're still in a playoff spot again. People will probably freak out because oh, the Islanders are losing points. The Rangers are in first place because they literally get the best time to score in the league. And Jonathan Quick is now Dominic Hasek. Like all of that combined in a playoff spot it's just i mean survive they have they're they're, in, they're going through all of this and they're still in this playoff spot like that's a good sign yeah i yeah. mean everyone uh, will I'm be not, healthy at one point i'm not someone to ever call out you know fandom uh especially devil's fandom because uh you know if you're a devil's fan you're already better than like everybody else in the nhl as far as fandom goes but within the devil's fandom I would say after last season, we definitely had uh, coming into this year uh, with the hype and expectations on top of last year's quote-unquote success, a lot of uh, fair weather fans that probably 
did not start off watching last season, but joined in on the fun, and then we're ready to hit the ground running this year, which we didn't, yeah. and have been uh, very upset. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, if you listen to any of the summer shows, like we went through, it's like they have went healthy. They had, maybe still do. I don't know. Things change. Like one of the best top sixes in the league. They finally got some pairings that are finally going to work together. That being Luke and Marino. Nemitz coming up and playing with Seeking Thought. It looks okay. Well, was okay. And then Ball, whatever, Dougie's out. I mean, things are still kind of, things are still good. Even if like it's not like, it, it, there's no 13-game win streak this year. There's still a ton to be happy about and cheer for, even if it's not like great. Like, Alex Holtz is the best five-on-five -five scorer on the team, efficiency-wise, flat out. That's not even up for discussion. It's just a fact. Simone Nemitz is one of the, like, literally one of the best defensemen in the league right now. Crazy. 19 years old. 19 years Fucking old. Literally car carrying, was carrying Siegenthaler. We'll see who he carries next. We can get into this, the discussion later of what they're going to do. But the expectations, that's what, like, you have to dial it back. I think any rational fan has dialed back expectations a little bit. Yeah, we still expect them to make playoffs. Is it going to be pretty? Probably not. All right, let's let's go ahead. I'll let you go. Do you have any other further points as far as the expectations, team roster, that type? Okay. So, uh, you know, we obviously have Foot that is the like redheaded stepchild of injuries because I didn't even name him in my list, and the <laughs> Devils basically ignore him in any update. But that was somebody that a lot of us projected to be a opening night roster guy that has just not been here the entire season. Um. But as far as the big injuries go, I got one guy I want to super talk about, but he's um, the name I'm saving for last. Instead, we should start with the big name that currently is uh, Schrodinger's injury in Jack Hughes. Yep. He missed a little stint earlier in the season. We know he was on like a almost three point per game, by far and away the most dominant player in the NHL to start the year. Gets hurt, comes back, and is more um, still franchise level player but not best player in the nhl level player since returning yep. and now with his timeline being anywhere from yeah he's back thursday to like six weeks is <laughs> and anything in between you know that's that's our most dynamic player um you can say nico is more of the heart and soul guy and we're gonna I, he's my last guy i want to get to and what he the roster and the play with him in and out of the lineup is like but i mean even just you know those few games without jack it's you know it the dynamicness the like we could score at any secondness of the team feels not as much there without jack so depending on his timeline i still think the roster is more than skilled enough especially if it's seemingly like palat and timo should not be too much further out um we can definitely weather a jack hughes injury it's just how long is that actually, and uh, what effect does that have on the just the lines versus expectations for the next stretch of one to ten-ish games? Yeah, I, I saw I JP mean, his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> as as soon as you said the expectations for the lines, I immediately thought to the last game's lineup, and I just wanted to shoot myself. I mean, to be fair, the last game's lineup is you're missing half your top six, arguably. Yeah, but you also have Nathan Bastion on the second line playing with Nico Heischer. I mean that. I, I mean that. <laughs> I disagree with. It just should not happen. Uh, 
Personally, be in the lineup. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. He was very good last year, and it's it's one of those things where when they have a long enough track records, NHL coaches are gonna give that guy a runway to find his game that they he previously had, rather than give a young guy a chance to prove it. And I'll be honest, their next call up in Clark did not impress me even a little oh, bit. Oh, he looked horrible. Yeah, even even a little bit. So if that was the next next in line guy, it's almost like yeah. I, just play Bastion at that point and hope he does find it because he's had he's had games like individual games where he's been fine but they have been few and far between yeah it's also when he's primarily with Mikey and then when he's away I wish I pulled that I wish I had it up I could I can like I'm in the background but like if he's not playing with Mikey he's like almost useless yeah Mikey McLeod boy Dude, I, mean, well, I hope he's innocent I hope he's innocent that's what it was going to get to in terms of like the short, like the immediate future injury with Jack. I mean, I get it. You could almost like what you could weather the storm in a sense because Mikey, like, I hate to it, like, I hate to admit, I don't know why I just said that. Like, it, it's crazy to even say it's like, geez, this isn't even like a purpose. Like, he might be their best forward this entire season in terms of consistency, not even like points wise. Depending where, depending where you look, he's if you want to say what, yeah, I'd say Jack, and you could even say Brad, even though he had a uh, a stretch with no points, sure, and now he's kind of back, he's kind of back on the shit. Beyond that, if you're talking pure consistency, not not most valuable, not best, but just consistency, I'd give you that. Yeah, I think the nickname nickname Motor Mike is it's like perfect. The guy just goes all out. But yeah. to, it's kind of scary sometimes because, like, it's like with the, no regard for human life. Like, he just like goes into the corner. He just transitions. He's one of the best transition guys in the t- in the league. Like, flat, flat out. out. Yeah. Um, in terms of consistency and being one of the better players, I would I would put Palat in that same category this year. Um, I've shat on Palat and his contract a whole lot, and he's making me eat my words, which is a great thing. Hey, who uh, who who had the other side of that argument over here? Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I would put I would put Mikey and Palat in like the upper tier of consistently good from start to finish this season. Um, I don't really maybe Lazar is up there. Lazar's um, been he, he was like really high end good. Yeah. Now he's just he's like he's come back he's, down a little bit, which obviously to be expected. Like right. he's making yeah. he's like a career fourth line PK guy, but like again, good. And so then maybe I kind of like Colin Miller. Um, I think he's had a stinker or two in there. He for the most part, for sure. Like on the on the aggregate, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Who has I think he's had a game or two. Yeah, but um, for Mikey, even further, and talking the Vancouver lineup you brought up, JP, it's like I completely get not wanting to touch that line after what they had done. But with Jack being out, I would love to see you, you load the top line, do the Toffoli, Nico, Brett, and then do your shutdown line with Mikey. And honestly, I'd be fine even keeping the same line. Do it. Mikey, Holtz, Lazar. Mikey and Lazard does a lot of the beefy stuff. Holtz is out there for the I'm just put puck in net guy. And run that. Third line, throw Halla at center at, and throw Mercer on the wing with him with um, 
who would have been the third line wing there with Jack Palat and Timo all out. It probably would have needed to be. Who am I blanking on the off? There's an obvious answer here, right? Did you say Mercer? Yeah, yeah. so it would be Hollis center, Mercer right wing, right. left wing in that case. If you wanted to give him a legitimate shot, you could say Clark. But having actually watched that game, I, I don't want to say Clark there. If there's uh, a time to do it, it's now. He's like, yeah, but it's like you had Smith, Tierney, and Bastion as the last of so what? You put Smith, <laughs> the third line left wing, with Tierney, fourth line center with Bastion Clark. Like, I definitely feel for the coaching staff there a little bit because, like, you start writing that in and you get the bottom six, and it's like, oh, it's like, no need to carry Tatar, anyone. You would have a pick higher for Tatar. Bring him back. They oh, he's been, he's been really good in Seattle. He's they, not going anywhere. They, they desperately need a bottom six winger. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do they though? Like, do you spend the assets if you they have know extra, someone's they have, coming back? They have, fifth, they have an extra fifth round pick from Colorado. Use it. All right. While we're talking lineup and injuries, so full health right here, right? Full health. Full health. We're talking to fully Jack Brat or whatever, right? Sure. I guess. Sure. Uh, Timo, Nico, Palat. Yep. Or even Mercer, right? Whatever. Then, um... Mercer, McLeod, You're talking Holtz. Lazar... Or, oh, McLeod, yeah. So you're talking Lazar, McLeod, Holtz. And then you have Holla, Mercer, Bastion, Smith, somebody. You almost, you almost have an extra guy, but then also a guy you can replace. It's hard with, uh... I mean, when everyone's healthy, it's the top nine is all full of top six caliber players. Yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. we touched on before the season. It's like yeah. you can kind of do whatever you want with the top nine. It's just the bot the with with the emergence of Mikey, it's like the fourth line kind of becomes like a mishmash of ass. So personally, I take it back. I'm throwing Palat on the third line with Mikey and Holtz. You give me Palat, McLeod, Holtz as the third line. I'm bumping Mercer into the top six because he's been producing lately. And you know he produces in the top six. Yeah. So then you're giving me uh, Toffoli. Actually, give me Toffoli, Jack, Mercer. Timo, Nico, Brat. Interesting. Palat, Mikey, Holtz. (laughs) Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith, Holla, and Lazar. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a damn good lineup. I like Smith that's at left wing too. Fault. I do. Yeah, I can't take him out over Bastion right now. I just can't. Well, Bastion's just been the worst player on the team, not named Chris Tierney. What the season two I was like, he, I literally said like Nate. I don't know what he does, but have, Nate Bastion is good. And now he's ass. He's we can have no sec back, but he's like a black hole on the offense. I mean, no sec. I mean, that's no my thing. No it's like, yeah, no sick but is he's no good. Fine. Sure, you could, and it's like, yeah, you could bring in a fourth line guy, but then you do move Smith out of the lineup because then at that point you're assuming Hamilton healthy for playoffs. Uh, so right side Hamilton, Marino, Nemich, left side. I'm just gonna assume Siegenthaler is dead, and go. Oh, what do you got? Luke Ball, Smith slash Miller. Can we uh, just? You assumed Hamilton was alive and Siegenthaler is dead. Well. <laughs> Dougie's timeline is like before playoffs, but they are likely going to do the Kucherov, Mark Stone timeline of even if they're back, they're ready a couple weeks before playoffs. 
he needs some skating and practices to get ready. Yeah, I mean, count me and in for that. So yeah, I mean, that's so happen for sure. It's, I know it's locked in. The moment yeah. the insider said playoffs, it was a lock. So, yeah, eh, you know, I I can see where we're probably getting a left defenseman. Seems almost like a lot. Um, on kind of on this on the same note, with Hamilton being out until playoffs, how would you ideally use his cap space? Connor McDavid. No. Um, it's we just got the report today. What Hannafin's re-signing? Uh, I, I, that was legit, though, right? I mean, I could be mistaken. No, I thought it was. Was it legit? Was, was it legit, legit? Yeah, I oh, thought it was like legit sucks. report. Well, why would they? That, why would he or they do that? More so them. Well, th- I understand why they would do that. Yeah, they've he's got. Good. Well, th- well, they he's good. They got Huberdo for the next forever. You They've said. got Kadri for a little bit. They've got so. Coleman for a little bit. They got you Yeezy. Said. They got yeah. Marks. Like they have pieces. So I understand why Calgary would do it. Speaking I don't know why Hannafin would do it. Speaking Unless they're giving him like eight and a half, nine million a year. Which they maybe threw it at him and just was like Maybe, but do they even do they even have the cap for that? Like long term, Huberto's getting what eleven five. I mean, look at what Toronto has done. They have, I mean, I think they have the cap for it. You just, you know, ELCs and league minimums and plugs for your bottom six, and then they don't win anyway. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, so Tanev, it sounds like, is still out there on the table. I know you're a big Chikrin guy, uh, just writing about that. Um, Or no, tweeting, whatever you did about it. Well, Uh, tweeting, and then I will be writing. But yeah, I, there's options out there, so I I'm almost convinced we're gonna get one of them, and I think it's gonna be a value trade as Fitz just only does. Yeah, it makes the most sense as well, considering where they are. It's the playoffs aren't a total given, but I still expect them to. He's gonna do something. He being Fitz, he's gonna do something that makes sense for now, and then going forward as well, which is something he always tries to do, minus the the fully trade. Because that seems, unless he extends it, that seems like maybe just a one-year thing. But I wouldn't, like, as much as I would have said they were going to go after, like, a sealer or walker type, even though Philly's, like, above them in the standings, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. It's going to be someone like a Chikrin or Hannafin, if you can get him on extension, or someone who I really want for the left side, especially now with Stephen Feller out, Alexiak. Guys who have term, who would extend, but it's not, like, ridiculous term it's like up within like two three years and then chicken obviously would be an extension because he's still young well yeah i thought hannafin's a hannafin's a ufa after this year so that's not really term it, yeah no hannafin's ufa you would only right, trade for him like, like he's like young enough where it's like you can justify it, it would be a it would be a trade with an expected uh extension yeah. he's, he's like what like two I, years younger than severson something like that so like 26 similar yeah, yeah. Um, by the way i I don't see Chikrin happening, just FYI. Oh, just, it's absolutely, I, it's I, I think, not happening at all. I don't, I don't, I, I, like, I don't even think he's going to be offered in any, any way. I think you can convince them to some varying degree with how bad they are. Yeah, if you just give them free. like Nemitz. Okay, then if they no, don't want to yeah. do that, then someone else I really want from them is Claude Drew. If you can convince him to come to New Jersey. 
I doubt that one too. I don't. I don't know if. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, Ottawa no really shot. sends any of their top six if, or if, defensemen. The only way I see it is if they were an active pending UFA, and that would be it. Uh, both Chicker and Giroux both have one year beyond this, so I'm saying literally non-starters. It's not happening. Yeah, and Chikrin... that roster is young enough and good enough that the GM will convince themselves, and I think rightly so, that they can compete next year, even how this year has gone. They have a lot of talent. They, they I, I looking don't... at their roster on paper. I don't understand why they're so bad. Like goaltending, yeah, but like they need. They need I can some see them moving Tarasenko. Well, I can see Tarasenko he, moving. Well, he's he's gone. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, who else is? I just don't some see sort of, they, why they like, do it. I wouldn't don't expect us to say this, but like, they need some sort of like maybe like roster shakeup, like because something clearly isn't working. Even with Jacques Martin, I think I think he's the interim head coach. I know coaches don't do like they don't impact the team a ton, but like, they're bad. They're really they are really bad, and they thinking be. about it now, like. I don't want to say they don't have any like play drivers, but like I feel like outside of Tim Stutzla, like okay, I was gonna say they're relying on Claude Giroux to like do a lot of heavy lifting, which he could, he still can do, but like right, but to what retires, extent? If he retires, like what like Shane Pinto, Shane Pinto is Shane Pinto. He's not playing right. really. Josh Norris, not the he's, a sniper, guard, he's, he's a sniper though. He's a sniper. Yeah, exactly. Which is they, why uh, I think you you can convince them to some degree. I do think that. You can get someone like Giroux or Chikorin if they think they can bring it more up front. Chikorin, yeah. obviously, probably not. But Giroux, I think you could do something there. Maybe. The the one name I could definitely see them moving, and this is a Devils podcast, so it doesn't really matter. But Eric Brandstrom, I could see you know him going somewhere. Sense. He's 24 RFA. They don't use him. He's pretty decent. Uh, I, I don't know if he's left-handed. If he is left-handed, I wouldn't mind looking into him. Um, but as far as defense goes, I feel like it's got to be Calgary, right? I would have been convinced of Seattle hadn't they not gone on this win streak recently. Because mm-hmm. Joey Decor is like posting like a ninety-eight save percentage recently, so right. they're back in the playoff mix. So yeah. Calgary's really bad. Um, speaking of Calgary goalies, where I wanted to go before Markstrom is like one of the best, if not like I. I forget. I think it was by like evolving hockey or someone. He might have like the best save goal save above expected in the yep. league. He sure does. I know a the red only... team on the East Coast who could use that. The only you know, like, thing with Markstrom, <laughs> and I'm a I'm a pretty big Markstrom fan because he helped me win the fantasy league. Uh, is he helped he... you? Helped us? Yeah. Please. Uh, okay. Okay, guy. I brought in like halfway through the year. That's correct. Okay. So, <laughs> um. He's got multiple years on his contract. We very likely would like a small retention on him. We necessarily don't need it. I could see us I could see us putting a package together where we don't need him retained at all. But I could also see the idea of getting a, a small, you know, one, one and a half mil, even up to two retention. I don't I don't think it goes any further than that. Where he his track record is he does very well then he does not so well then he does very well and then he does not so well then he does very well and so far this is the one of the very well years and it's coming up true last year not so good 
which would mean next year, not so good. <laughs> but he has three years left, which means we would get one more year of him where he would be good. I, I will say I was looking at I was looking at stats because I just I recently did an article on non Gibson related goaltenders that the Devils could look at because I don't want Gibson at all for a million reasons, um, but I was looking at his goal save above expected in his career, and last year this he was is really Markstrom, right yeah Markstrom, last year he was really bad, every year before that. And this year, he was either positive or, like, very, very slightly below average. Which, looking at, like, the box score t- statistics, like, yes, good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. But, like, he's still saving pucks at a pretty good clip. I I don't know. He was, I thought... So, uh, here, I, I can throw you the numbers at you, analytics boys, real quick. So, right now, he is 9.3 above expected in 23 games. Phenomenal. Sick. Last year, in 59 games played, uh, 3.1 under. Even that, Remember, that's, like, that's, that's nothing. That's 59. That's I'm going to post something in our chat just to give you more of a visual. Um, the year before that, 10.8 above. Remember, wishy-washy, right? Back and forth. Mm-hmm. The year before that, so this is 2020, 2021, 43 games, 9.3 below. That's not, not that's a, yeah, that's not great. And that's his years on the flank. Is right, those right. whatever, uh, 40. The, 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 how many games was that? 9.3? Uh, how many 40, games or what was his below? I think it was 43. Uh, 43. 43 so at 9.3 below. Both Devils goalies who played the majority of the games this year are almost like already there. And it's January eighth. Oh, don't get me wrong. I am all. I I think I was probably one of the first people to say Markstrom. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Obviously, it's gonna all be you know if there's any retention, what's the package going back? Is anything else included with Calgary's thing? Blah 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 blah. Right? Like it is obviously the holistic picture. But if you told me we won the trade and got Markstrom in it, I'm not. A, I'm thrilled. Not, yeah. It's not even. I'm not upset. I'm. I am thrilled. Yeah. In terms of the goal, like realistic goalie targets, because he is obviously one of them. I think he's the best option because I think he has. I think he has one year less than Gibson, right? I'm going somewhere with this. Yes, I think my only so. my only concern now is with the Hannafin report of re-signing. Does that make Calgary think? Oh, well, we just don't trade Markstrom now. We got Hannafin next year. We've got. I mean, knowing how they're knowing how that organization operates, probably not. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they like extended Markstrom. Like at this point, with like how they're. I mean, every team prefers to stay in the mix than go into a rebuild. Well, I mean they, well they didn't. Trade every to living back themselves back that organization into a corner for the next like fifteen years with the repercussions of those extensions. Yeah. So they're kind of they're kind of forced to keep them. Well, not forced to keep them, but forced to like go for it. And they're trying to go for it. I mean, they sold to Floyd, but they're trying to go for it. They're like one of the worst teams in the league. They have no chance of making the playoffs. So they, I mean, they have like, they have a chance. They have a ch- they they have. A if chance. Markstrom keeps playing like this, they have a chance. They are He's playing like this, and they're still twenty sixth. What happens when he takes? Well, what happens when he? They are six six points back. And then, I mean, Edmonton is not Edmonton, out of that position. They're going to win the division, probably. Like, forget about that. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But Edmonton is definitely playing themselves very much into the playoffs. 
Vancouver's not dropping out. Vegas is not dropping out. LA's not dropping out. Edmonton's not fall, dropping out. That's four teams in the division. Winnipeg's not dropping out. Colorado's not dropping out. Dallas is not winning out. So that'd be better than Nashville or Seattle. Yeah. So for or Nashville, is good all of a sudden. So, I don't so for Nashville, happening. they're six points out. Sure. And Arizona, who I think is better than them. I called that, by the way, over the summer. I said they were <laughs> going to be good, and everyone gave me shit for it, and they're good. Everyone? Else? No, I think. I think JP and I were very much like, no, Arizona's going to be like, they put an actual roster together. Yeah, I, I don't know if we had them as I remember bad vibes. Yeah, I don't know if we had them as a playoff team. I think my take was they are going to be uh, just, they're going to be competitive but miss playoffs, I think was my take. Yeah, I, have, I thought I, thought I was kind of just like, yeah, they have a lot of really good forward pieces, but their defense is going to hold them back from getting into the playoffs. Fine, maybe that was the case. I don't remember. <laughs> did a trade just go down? Did it? Did a trade just go down? I just got blown up. Did a trade just happen? Oh my god! Yes, Jamie Drysdale got shipped out to Philly. The Flyers. What? This for is a, a second, big trade for a second round pick. No. Wait, 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 wait. Cutter Gauthier. Or how do you pronounce his name? Wait, Cutter. what? Cutter for Drysdale. Cutter for Drysdale in a second. What just Jamie happened? Drysdale. Are the Flyers going all in? Jamie, Jamie oh, no, no. They got Drysdale and a second for Cutter. Why would they? Wow. Okay. So, no, the Flyers are, are not going all in, moving their second. They got a second. Yes. And Drysdale. That's a, that's, that's a I think pretty that's a, shrewd move. I think that's a good trade for both teams, just on the surface so, level. No, what that trade is, is boom or bust. No, That's... Jamie Drysdale has been like, okay, yeah, quick, he's been, quick look at his he's not stats. Been great, Sad, right? What? His, to, his, to his defense, right, exactly. Pedigree to his defense. He had major shoulder surgery, like, recently. Oh. Also, did you see the, the Saravelli tweet? Cutter, yeah. Cutter refused to play in Philly. That's so awesome. Cutter said, nah. Wow. Jamie so the fact they got Drysdale in a second for a guy that was like, I'm not playing for your organization is actually a pretty good move. You could have done better. We, we, we just spent how long talking about defensemen? You could have gotten Noah Hannafin? No, 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 no. The Flyers are need future. The Flyers got to build around uh, Mikov. Like they, they do not want anyone that's like over the age of twenty-four. Yeah. No, the fly, the Flyers absolutely got to go all futures. So getting Drysdale in a second for a guy that said nah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now Didn't again, he... Drysdale could bomb out, but his pedigree says there's too. something there. He also just doesn't seem like a torts guy. Like Didn't... then again, maybe. I don't. So I'll be honest. There for for younger guys, I cannot tell you who's a torts or not a torts guy. Like he just holds probably like never just the like the That's the thing. That like I mean, again, it depends. Like this we hate rough. He's he's not a wrist lineman. He's not a sealer. He's not a walker. He's not. Well, a Delorier. the Flyers have Cam York, and he's done fairly well. And he's not like. I a... mean, Cam York is also just a better player right now. Yeah. Sure. And Does again, Holtz? It's, un it's unfair. Does Holt see a second of ice under Torts? 
No. I think so. No, I think so. The way, I mean, what they've asked him to do, this has gone off the rails, but, and I love this, by the way, but, but what you've seen from Holtz this past year, they, what they, they want him to do is to work on the defensive side of the puck a little bit more. He's done that. What, one of his assists against the, in, I think it was a Chicago game, he blocked the shot and he got an assist. Like he, he's he's willing to do he is willing to do the dirty work. He's willing. Uh, to by the way, Elliot Elliot essentially confirms the report of Cutter said nah to Philly. That's so Damn. that's so badass by Cutter. I don't know. I think that's Ooh. didn't he just have a sick World Juniors too? Yeah, he. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. He's... He scored in the gold medal match. Yeah. He scored the game. We the as double stand. No. We should love this. A second round lottery pick, Vert and Drysdale, who bombed out this season, for one and of the getting top rid of the guy. In the league. Yeah. yeah, we we love this. This yeah. is fantastic. Because still... Cutter is also a douche. Like I I was not looking forward to playing against that man for a decade and a half. Bro, that guy's gonna, he's gonna look really good next to Leo Carlson. That's so crazy. Him, Leo Carlson, like Mason McTavish, or I know McTavish plays center, but like that's just Anaheim is. Anaheim's going to be so fun for so many years. We're going to have like a Stanley Cup final rematch one of these days. Whenever they move off of Gibson, this year, next year, the year, whatever that is, right? They're going to get some sort of package because yeah. it's John Gibson. So they're going to get some assets there. And it's just when their young studs actually take over in Zegris, Cutter here, like it's, it's just going to be a fun team. And even, looking, west, so. even looking at Ottawa, I know we discussed him as well. You couldn't have moved Cutter Gauthier for Chikrin? You couldn't have left. I mean, maybe they did, but like... Again, Senators are not selling off their... If they have the guy for even one more year, it's just not happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I also think Philly was firmly on we want Futures. really, really mm-hmm. young players. Build around I also, me. I also uh, trust uh, Danny Maria because I've been on the record saying I like what he's done so far. I just... And Drysdale doesn't do it for me. I mean, he could be good. I mean, if he hits sure. his if he hits his potential, then that's a slam dunk. Exactly. For both so sides. if it doesn't if it doesn't work, you also got a second round pick. So right, that's still okay. All I'm saying is, in the immediate term and everything, dub for the Devils. Uh, what were we talking about again with our team? Uh, Jacob Markstrom. Right. Yeah. yeah goalies. Goalies. Is <laughs> something like that. Um. Yeah. That's let's right. let's circle back to that. Um, well, real quick, I think we did touch on that a lot. Was there any other major topics we want to touch on? Because we're actually we're coming in fairly close to an hour. If we have another topic to touch on, um, I got I got nothing honestly. We did injuries. Oh, we didn't actually talk about any of the games itself. I mean, Chicago <laughs> and, and is what overall, it is. We beat the Blackhawks, and then Vancouver. It is what it is. We iced the Utica Comets and lost six <laughs> four. We had the Utica Comets and like three NHL guys. Yeah, exactly. We haven't really talked about him much since, other than me saying to slow your roll on Nemitz because he's not Dougie Hamilton, but he's. Oh, no, no, okay, again. So, yeah, we can touch on this. Nemitz is not Dougie. We really need and would love to have Dougie back. When Dougie comes back, do you know who's coming out of the roster? Not Nemitz. Colin Miller. It's going to be Colin Miller. Well, it's going to be Brendan Smith, but. You know who it should be? Kevin Ball. Ball. Probably Kevin Ball. Yep. Kevin Kevin Ball and a first round pick to the Ottawa Senators for, for Jacob, Jacob Chicker. Because Kevin Ball <laughs> played for the Ottawa 67s. Not happening. 
now, use apparently, that hug. Use that. Apparently, friend. management loves Kevin Ball, and I understand why. I get it. I truly get it. So, Andy and Bruno oh, just tweeted, "Holy mama, this awful news for Philadelphia with the current Gautier so I need to want to play Philly." The fact it's crazy <laughs> that uh, on, how would so you pronounce awesome. his name? JP. JP. How do you pronounce it? Who? Michkov. 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 Yeah. The fact that he apparently was like, "No, I'm going to Philly," and then Cutter was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to Philly." He saw it's, the Eagles collapse. He's like, "I can't let that happen to me." It's too much for my soul. But um, I mean, I, I did like, have I one like, other topic. I like, I like that as a side. It's like now they have an enemy. Like Cutter Gautier is a sworn enemy to the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Oh, dude, he is. He That's is going to get booed. Perfect. And stuff thrown at him so hard in his first Philly game. And he is going to absolutely piss everyone on that team off, too. You know. Yeah. He's he's going to be such a douchebag when he plays the Flyers the first time. It's going to be awesome to watch. I legitimately will tune into that game. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, As far as the games... Uh, that we have played recently. Yeah, Vancouver, I talked about it on my Game Reaction episode, was we got smoked. I mean, just the whole first period, we were lucky to get out nothing, nothing. You know, there was absolute copium going into the second, saying, oh, you know, we survived. Let's, let's, fight. nope, no shot. Got smoked in the second, pretty much. Almost made it competitive, and then Dawes gives up his one brutal stinker with the wraparound. Was that the fourth I, one? I, was like, I, oh, I watched was... nothing about the game. Was that the fourth one? That was... So that was the fourth goal, yeah. So the first Four, period was yeah. nothing, nothing, and we got, Andrew, when I tell you, we got I was I was on my computer, like, playing the game, and I was, like, refreshing. It was, like, 10 to 0, 5 oh. to 0, 12 to 2. I was like, what is happening? Smoked. It was, it was yeah, no. I swear, Quinn was in the locker room telling him, yo, my brother's out. Let's stomp these nerds, and they did it. <laughs> It was, then we it went was into the second period, and I then into the Pedersen. They blew that tripping call, but yeah, Pedersen was like, "Oh yeah, wait, I'm an amazing player. I always ghost versus the Devils for some reason, but I'm gonna pop off in this one." Fantasy and he does his. Thing. I I talked about it. I swear that JT Miller goal. I've seen Devils goals get called back yeah. as a kick, but you're not allowed to challenge it. The NHL said it wasn't a kick. So that's I two haven't, nothing. I haven't seen it. Did you see that? Sorry. Did you see the Anaheim disallowed goal or the allowed goal last night in Anaheim against Detroit? Either of you? Never mind. I Go did ahead. not. I was going to ask for a comparison. Um, I've seen no highlights. And they put it up, whatever it was, 3 nothing off of another very nice offensive play by Vancouver. Yep. Uh, I mean, again, Vancouver, their offense, when they're in the Ozone and set up, that team is magic. Frightening, watching yeah. them. Like, Just their top guys, if they're on the ice and set up, it's it is very you know not when they're playing us but otherwise that is that is great offense to watch but we almost brought it back with our like third line defensemen and fourth line forwards just almost dragged us to a w or at least a point yeah and then yeah like you talked about oh my god that fucking penalty that wraparound goal and then the not penalty versus Luke oh was God. just atrocious. Horrible. Horrible. The ref was looking right at it. JT Miller sticks his little foot out. Luke goes flying. How? How? In what world is that not an immediate? In call? game, ma- 
an NHL ref in game management world. That is not a fuck call. that world, dude. And then fucking oh my god, yeah. if there's Vancouver one... deserved that W, yeah, but like yes, right. That's where that's where it's like again, like did they deserve to win? No. Should they have had a six on three? Copio, yes. they might have won the game. If they tied it, the building's on fire. You still have a power play. I mean, again, Copio, but like we. They didn't even get the chance, which is. The I problem. mean, we win that even... game. If Dallas doesn't do the wraparound, it's like, uh, yeah. whatever. But we lost. It's whatever. Chicago right. game was nice. That was that was a win. Count, like yeah, we said, the schedule. The dark hit was clean. The Nico hit was dirty. Yeah. We rough and tumbled it up versus a lot of plugs, which was nice. Um, Boris Kachuk was this, and then we got smoked after it. <laughs> Uh, then it was we smoked smoked the Capitals, which felt great. Yep. The Bruins game was close until it wasn't. Yep. Uh, yep. Senators, we smoked them. We yep. pretty, I would say, we outplayed the Blue Jackets heavily. They were lucky yep. to get the overtime. Uh, the Flyers game, we outplayed heavily. They were lucky to get the overtime, but then got the dub. And then it was, you know, then it, then it wasn't so great for a little bit there. But the thing I talked about very early at the top of the podcast. Nico Heischer, since returning to the lineup right after Thanksgiving, this team has been one of, if not the best, team in the NHL as far as putting points together. And for my analytic boys that I'm on the podcast here with, at 5v5, expected goals for percentage, we are sixth in the NHL since Nico's return. Yep. He's uh, necessary. He's just he's necessary. Heart and soul, heartbeat, the... You have Jack Hughes on the team, so it's very hard to call him like the most important player. But I mean, there's there's a legitimate argument, right? Like if what the the importance factor? Yeah, just like I I guess it's a morale thing or the ability for like that high level player to also be able to shut down opposing top lines. It also prevents Dawson Mercer from playing center, which is a problem. I think a well, big part of it, honestly, and I forget, I don't remember who said it, but multi, uh, I think it was even multiple guys over a few different games while Nico was out or shortly after his return. They talked about how in certain game situations, Nico goes over the boards. You just w- opening face off on the power play or going second unit on the penalty kill, face offs at five on five, all that stuff. It was. Nico goes over the boards. Now, I also know Mikey is a huge part of that, so I don't want to not mention him here as far as PK or D-zone starts or whatever, but Nico was one of those all-situations type guy, and when he's out of the lineup and you're plugging in somebody else, and now Mikey, I think, actually filled that hole very nicely, but then the guy that had to fill Mikey's hole, was it was just a gap. That was a gulf yeah. to try and fill in. Yeah. No, I mean he's uh, the he's record with the record with him this year is seventeen eight and two, which is ridiculous. And that's pres- and like president's trophy. Yeah, since the someone posted this in one of the chats we're in, and it's what I posted in here. This was so. This was yesterday, so this is very recent. Since Nico returned on November twenty fifth, the Devils are tied for first place in the East in points. Yep. It's, yeah. You need now. Obviously, that's with him and Jack both together. So we're gonna. Hopefully not see too long of a stretch here without him and Jack, because everybody says it, we says it. That one-two punch of Jack Nico, 
which is a shame because now you kind of figure Jack Shoulder it's gonna be a recurring theme over the course of his career, which is unfortunate. Oh, it's his wrist, isn't it? It's his. It's it's his hangnail. It's a hangnail, guys. (laughs) I actually have one right now. Fucking kills me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was his wrist. You know, when he when he fell, I thought it was kind of like an awkward pass that he kind of did. My gut reaction was wrist watching it live and seeing the replays yeah. and then seeing Novozinski and a few of the other reporters saying he was favoring his wrist. But then you had the online Twitter doctor talking shoulder and then other people saying, you know, trying to... who knows? It's I'm one of those guys that's just like, it is what it is. Next guy mm-hmm. up. Obviously want good news over bad news. Yeah. It, but it's reality. You just deal with it. Nothing we say or you can't get too down on it because I think they can they can weather a game or two. If you told me this happened two years ago before Mike no, McLeod became me, an actual player, you can weather it to a, a degree currently. I th- think we could weather probably a dozen games, straight up. Yeah, if, straight if up. that's like, if Timo like and Pilat come back soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you're missing, if you're missing Jack, Timo, Pilat, Siegenthaler, Dougie. Dougie. Yeah. All we're talking, you know, a full month plus on top of what they've already been out, that's an end current goaltending and you no other actors. That's rough, boys. That's that would be that's that would be off. arguably probably season ending. But if you get Timor Palat back in a decent time frame, even if Jack's out a little bit longer than those two, uh, we know Dougie and Siegenthaler. It's playoffs at optimistic time frame and then throw on maybe an acquisition or two or something, I still am like, you know, no, this is a playoff team. Oh, I think it's firmly a playoff team. If You still got Brett. You still got, and... Even go back a few years. If I told you your lineup was to fully Nico Brett as your top line, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, last three years ago, our top line was what? Like Wayne Simmons and Jack Hughes and some other screw. Well, third line or something, but uh, yeah. Same thing. I don't know. Back then it was the same thing. um yeah i mean you you gotta think that one of timo or palat is coming back on thursday with graham clark being sent down um although that could be a cap thing but i have a feeling it's not it's so if you want to say the everyone's still hurt graham clark coming back point of view it's utica has a couple games while we don't let him play but i think he's just staying in utica and somebody's back is my take. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would assume it's I would assume it's Timo just because I've heard radio silence on Palat. I don't even know what he hurt. Puck during practice, I think. And then that's and that's the body, it. and it was like that was it. Yeah. So that we'll see. Feelings. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of those things where I think it's like Vancouver's a Western team. Dropping a game against them is really not world ending. If if we're making if we're missing or making playoffs by a single game it's probably already looking pretty bleh anyway. So let Palat take the one extra game off or Timo and Palat take the extra game off, take the four day break on top yeah, of I was gonna it. Say, you break. And then come back for a stretch of Tampa, Florida, and Boston, all Eastern That's teams. That's so rough. Like you're like, okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can continue on this a little bit further. I'd say the last thing I would, probably want to wrap up on is there any individual players individuals here uh beyond those that we've already talked about like nico that you want to give shout outs to 
or rip apart a bit. Now, remember, we already ripped apart Bastion. Yes. Luke Hughes. I think he has been playing like shit recently. Like past two, three, four games. Now, okay, I'm going to pull this out. Colloquially, semantics. When you say shit. Relative, you... relative to how he was earlier. Has he? I don't know if... I don't even... I Honestly, I don't even know if the stats back this up. But I think he's been incredibly sloppy with the puck. I think he's been forcing a lot of turnovers on bad passes. Um, I just think he's been trying to do a little bit too much. Oh. I know that's kind of a running joke with like, oh, Jack Hughes is trying to do too much here. Um, but I genuinely think Luke is, is trying to do that a little bit. I think he's forcing a bit. I think that's just the Hughes nature. It could be. I don't see Quinn doing that, though. Mm, I think Quinn did it earlier, and now he's just that guy. He's now he's just fucking he's just, he's just <laughs> He's just that guy. Uh, no, I think the Hughes confidence level is just through the roof that they're like, I can't literally out stick and puck maneuver anyone in the NHL, and I'm going to attempt that play. And you see that with Jack even, and it just doesn't always work. But talking about Luke, I would say he has been not electric, which if you want to say he's been shit, is just he's not been as good as he has been. I would say he has not been as electric as he has been five on five at some points. I think he also had obviously the one breakaway play, which I we haven't I haven't talked about since we've been on here, uh, where you know he took it end to end goal, took it to overtime. Yeah, Luke Hughes is a god. Uh, he's also by a points perspective recently has been a lot better because you know I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. So in the last stretch, he's actually been quite good compared to how he was before that. But I will say the one power play where the team played really high up on him and was pressuring him like crazy threw him off a little bit. Yeah, I still don't think it was like this is a problem. Teams are going to start doing this and Luke can't adapt. But I think he'll be able was, to adapt. That was Chicago, right? Chicago played him up really high, yes. and it really threw our power play for a loop. Yeah. Uh, so I can see teams trying that, but it's I don't think it's a concern by any means with Luke. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't – I think he's been fine. Again, still a rookie. It's Fair also enough. a new HD partner because he's playing with Marino now, so it's a little bit of a – They did swap him around a little bit, sure. but, yeah, I think he's been fine. As far as shout-outs, we did Nemich, fantastic. I Holtz. mean, just Holtz, same thing, fantastic. Uh, Brat, I think, is exceeding expectations even. Even with, uh, you know, he's had a dry stretch. Still, even with that, exceeding expectations. Yeah. Nico has still been Nico. I yeah. think uh, I think early on the season, he deserved some production criticism and even play criticism. But he was on a line with Mercer and Timo, who were like black holes of everything hockey. So I don't even know if that was Nico per se. But since returning from his injury, he's been fantastic. Uh, to fully maybe a, a actual finishing criticism, I I said it literally since game one. I don't think he is anything in the defensive zone. Don't expect a scratch from him there. But in transition, he is still fine. I think he still puts himself in the right position. Maybe just a little bit of PDO finishing luck. Speaking of that, Brad has like one goal since Christmas, and he has like I like 25, 30 shots. So 
he'll probably be yeah, you'll see, we'll see an uptick in goals for sure. I will say, he has his one play that he does all the time, which is, I'm coming down the right side boards, I'm going to yeah. beat the defenseman with my speed, and I'm going to drive the net and try and put it in, and it works like... It's like one of the sick Five percent of the times, but it's still a great play every time. It's so sick to watch. That's all I care about. It's so <laughs> great every time. It just, you know the coming. finishing on it has been... Bad. Fine. Bad. Yeah, bad. It's not been great. But it's still a great play. You still yeah. try it every time. You still yeah, go yeah. for it. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think everybody else has mostly been... Dawes has been and... good. Dawes has been good. Oh, we yeah. Give a shout-out to Dawes. Recent stretch, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Marino's back to where I think Marino needs to be. I don't think he is last season's, like, one of the best defensemen in the NHL, Marino. I don't think he's early season, not great Marino. I think he is what we need, John Marino. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Seagan before his injury was horrible. Not great. Yeah. Not great at all. By any Just reason. actually just straight up awful. Like really. We shouted out Lazar. Yep. Uh, Ball, I actually think, has been fine. Uh, I don't think he... I think he has been nowhere near his preseason peak. Yeah, no, we guessed him. How old is he? How old is he? 24? Like JP's age. Hey, hey. He's no, he's like 20, he, he's, he's 23. 23. All right, so he's got a year on me. He's 23, and he will be 23 for the remainder of the season, which I think is important because, like, versus, like, turning 24 in January versus yeah. not is a thing. He is younger he will than be I thought he was. For the season. I thought he was 24. He is still on the age curve trajectory of getting better year over year. I think he has been fine given all of that. I'd still deal him in a... Alexiak trade because that's his extreme. I would hand. probably deal him in most left-handed defenseman trades, just because the Devils I, need to win. I, dis I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I actually, I both of you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I disagree. Definitely. Interesting. Uh, yeah. No, Alexiak is thirty-one, so has two more years at four point six. He is on the age curve downturn. You got a 23-year-old defenseman who is a monster as far as body size goes. You just can't train that. 6-7. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Alexiak is also a monster, but he is 31 compared to 23. I would and, not train like him for four Alexiak. times the cap hit. Like, four times the cap hit. That's I'm, the selling point for me. As a player, I would probably do it one for one. Okay, if you were to tell me if I wanted Ball or Alexiak for this year's playoffs, I'm taking Alexiak. If you were to tell me, do I want to trade one point whatever, two whatever his Ball's contract is, million, for 4.6 million on a 23 versus 31-year-old player, I'm taking the 23-year-old at one point something. 11 times out of 10, yeah. For where our team is at, if I was the Lightning or Pittsburgh, I'd probably take Alexiak. That's fair. With where our team is at, I'm keeping Kevin Ball you, because he also knows our a, system. It's a must-win year in a sense, but it's not actually because you have another like seven years after this where you could do something. Yeah, no, it is not a must-win year at all, and especially we know that this system is an absolute brain mush for most players. Apparently, he's stronger, rough. Yeah, I'm taking the guy that at least is playing in it. Yeah, uh, fair, 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 fair. there's. I'm not saying I would never trade Ball. Don't get it twisted, right. but for any left defenseman upgrade like short term it there's very few people i probably do trade ball for and there's definitely some 
But realistically, people that would actually trade for him and would give up a good asset, yada, yada, I'm sure that is a very short list I would actually have to think over. Calgary. Ottawa. If Ball was in, like, a Markstrom, Hannafin, and and somebody else, I would even need, like, a third guy in That's there. You could get most of retention. Yeah, like, with retention. Like, and yeah, maybe. on waivers. I could absolutely see a world where there's a, a package on both sides where ball is included there, but right, I don't see it happening. Sweeter. Right, no. right. It's not yeah. going to happen. Management's not going to deal him, but I'm just saying I would. But. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of where uh, I'm We've talked about Palat, Brat. Uh, Hala, I think, has been... He's whatever. Whatever, yeah. Hala, uh, Mikey, fantastic. Lazar, fantastic. We've covered the... I think... Oh, and then... We know that I'm not even going to get into goaltending. We know it. It's been beaten to death. Yep. Ass. It is what it is. It's just is what it is. I feel, we touched about every other defenseman. I think I, we touched it all. We did everything. We did it. We did it. We did it, everyone. We did the thing. Um. Yeah. So I'm I wrong. think that's actually that's probably a good place to wrap it up then. Uh, yep. I'm out of talking points. It's it was done. Uh, it was nice recording with you, fellas. Twitter drama's dumb. So dumb. That's that's it. That's the comment. Twitter yeah, drama's dumb. <laughs> and I'm I'm out of whiskey, so we can we can end the podcast. <laughs> All right, boys. Take it easy, everyone. Just for Brad's best player in the NHL.